0: All right folks welcome on in to another edition of the high school huddle your one-stop shop for everything and all things section five sports I'm AJ Feldman he's Carl Jones it's a rainy it's a little depressing Thursday day fall is here and uh yeah we've, we've got a big week uh, coming up of high school sports
1: yeah but can we talk about the weather you're right the depressing part about it they rained out my guardians game against uh the Yankees later tonight so it's Apparently all of New York is getting a little bit of the blues with this weather. But uh, like you said, we're getting into crunch time a little bit, you know, second half of the football season. Some of these other sports are getting into sectionals time and this is time that obviously the kids are looking forward to, but us as well. Yeah. We got, uh, you know, big high school football games coming
0: up. We got some big college football games coming up. Syracuse is going to see if they're actually as good as uh, we think that they might be a lot of, uh, they're going to get tested real soon, real
1: quick. NC State this week at the crib. That's gonna be a, I think it's like a thousand tickets left. Uh, so who was ever listening? To make sure that y'all fill up those seats. You know we need to pack out uh, home against the NC against NC State. Got to go to Clemson the week after that, and then you invite the uh, the Notre Dame Fighting the Irish the week after that. Nice test, but we just need one to go bowling. So um, our expectations are a little bit higher than that this season. But if if all goes to fruition and goes to plan, man, I'm just excited for the guys and hope everything uh, works out. Yeah, it's uh, the duality of Syracuse football. We're like, oh man, we're doing great right now, yada yada this, but still in the back of our minds, we're like, all right, we just need one to go bowling. let's let's just start there. Let's start with the bowl. Exactly, exactly. And just knowing that I only was able to go once, and that was the time of my life, and uh, I just hope that these guys, you know, get that same experience and same opportunity because the more you win, you go to a better bowl. You know, I went to Orlando for mine. You stuck at six. You stuck in New York City at the Pinstripe Bowl in December. I don't know about you. I love New York City. I don't like New York City outdoors in December. All right. So let's make sure we keep stacking these wins. And the swag bags.
0: You get better swag bags too. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, uh, time to start off with our high school football rankings. Uh, By the time you listen to our show tonight, um, I don't think there's going to be a ton to change in these because there are, it is one of those nights where there's a lot of Thursday games. There are five um, games around Class A going on tonight, Thursday. As we type this, we got. Uh, Athena and East, Arcadia, Eastridge, Brockport and Wilson, Hilton and Brighton, Gates, Charlie and Trader. Uh, certainly there's going to be a surprise that happens, but I don't think there's going to be a ton to alter what we're about to say coming up. Um, so we start off with our big schools. And once again, there's no changes at the top. You prep with a, a tight win against the Pittsburgh squad that was missing their top two receivers and Luke Fliss and Jackson Green. Uh, they really had to grind out that one, maybe a little bit more than they wanted to. You know they had some touchdowns called back by penalties, things of that nature, but they still come out with a win. So UPreps stays at our top spot at five and zero. McQuaid stays with a uh, or not at five and zero, it's six 0 I keep forgetting to uh, to update these things. So UPreps at six and zero. Now all of my rankings are backwards. Um, no wait, how many weeks have we played so far? We've played six, right? We we'll played six, yeah. We've played six. Okay, it's yeah, it's my it's my Monday, people. So uh, you know, get, cut me some slack. All right, we've got McQuaid at five and one at number two. And then we've got Schrader at six and oh at number three. I got the chance to go out to talk to the Schrader football team this week, talk to some of their players, talk to their head coach after their nice strong start. Uh, Drew Pagano keeps doing amazing things. You know, he's got five or he's got four touchdowns in each of his last four games. Those are some Josh Allen numbers. Uh, his receivers are doing a lot of good things for him, making some crazy, ridiculous catches. Uh, Torrance Washington, Tyler Washington, uh, Justin Meyer. And I was looking, you know, Drew Pagano is doing good things. His receivers are just really balling out for him. Like I was looking to, to find like a really impressive Drew Pagano pass to like feature in this highlight. And man, he's just, he's just getting the ball to them. and He's letting them do the work. Like when you get wide receivers, that's all you got to do. And he's doing it really good for them so far.
1: I mean, sometimes you just gotta get out of the way and let your guys cook. I don't need you to be Superman. I don't need you to, you know, do the stuff that Josh Allen does. You know, get the guys. That's that's how you know you got a good quarterback though. He's not doing too much. You know, you know, I'm just put the guy in my guys' hands and let them cook. And boy, are they cooking? They're cooking five star meals out there on the on the edge with all the nasty catches they uh they're getting every week. Yeah, I talked to Drew, I was like, uh
0: so, like, gets you know, is, as it is it set in at this point, like, is it surprising? Like, these guys are making these fallaway catches, these one handed Tyree catches. Like, it's like, yeah, at the beginning of the year, I was kind of surprised, but now it's just kind of, you know, it is what it is. Like, it's, it's it makes their job really easy. Um, that's for sure. Now, but Schrader keeps doing their thing. Last week, uh, you know, they played Olympia Odyssey, so a nice uh blowout victory for them. Um, they're gonna get, uh, as I mentioned before, Gates light tonight and then arcadia so things are looking good for the schrader warriors i also um talking to head coach mike stump there uh a a noted fan of the high school huddle podcast so we've got von miller and we've got uh coach stump so we have at least two dedicated loyal listeners um so so we gotta shout some love but no no biases at all here Uh,
1: i love that i love that and I will say, he might be a dedicated listener, but we're also some dedicated, you know, like you said, no biases, but I love showing Schrader highlights, it's kind of fun calling they lights. I mean, not saying other schools don't do their thing as well, because boy, a couple of weeks ago, everybody showed out. What about every time they call a fade nine route in Schrader and we get the light, some spectacular. Some spectacular
0: happens. Um, moving on through the rankings, you've got Victor holding strong at five and one. You've got East holding strong at six and oh. Then we've got Pittsburgh with a, a two and four record right now. You know, the record doesn't, obviously, it's not good right now. It's at two and four, but they played U prep really tough last weekend. I was at that game for most of it. Um, once again, they were playing without Jackson Green. They were playing without Luke Fliss. They played, you know, a top 10 team in the state really, really tight down to the wire. So, you know, obviously is going to get a chance to get healthy. They've got Edison coming up this week, and then uh, they, they close out with Christian Brothers Academy. So only one more Section Five game left for them. But Pittsford has has proven so far this year to be a team that is going to be in a lot of these tight games. They played Rush Henrietta down to the wire. Uh, Victor was maybe not their best outing, but they played McQuay tough really well as well. Uh, but you know Pittsford, even though they're two and four, we still like giving them the number six ranking.
1: I mean, offense. I know it sells, but it also in high school football you can get anything done with that type of offense when they're clicking on all cylinders. And when you got arguably the best player in Section Five on your squad and Jackson Green, I'm taking you, um, I'm putting you up against anybody if they're on if they're clicking.
0: Yeah. So we, then we got number seven, Hilton. Uh, they hold held serve with a, a pretty convincing wins, win over Gates Chilai. Canandaigua slots up a spot to number eight with a five on one record. And then Rush Henrietta falls down from number eight to number nine in our rankings. Um, They've just kind of had a really tough time moving the ball lately. They got shut out last week against Rush, or two weeks ago, against Victor. They only scored seven points against McQuaid. They lost 28-7, to McQuaid playing with their backup quarterback. So, R.H. had, you know, the explosiveness early on in this season. You know, they scored 42 points against Pittsburgh. Uh, You know, they put up 30 against Fairport, but... Coming down the stretch, uh, offense has been a little bit tougher to come by. So they're going to get a chance to prove themselves. They got Aquinas on Saturday and then Uprep. But uh, we're moving RH down a slot to number nine right now.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a tough, tough way to end the schedule. Hopefully, for their sake, they can, you know, get one of those games at the end of the season. Because the RH team that we saw at the beginning of the year definitely has the potential to put up some points. Uh, They just got to figure things out, and especially on the offensive side, because that was our calling card uh, the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah, you know, if, if you can get
0: the thing with that schedule is if you can get some nice confidence boost playing Aquinas or U prep, it's going to feel good heading of the regular season. On the flip side, if you walk into sectionals with four straight losses, who knows how, you know, if there, any of them are close, competitive, things like that. That's going to, these last two games coming down the regular season are going to be key for Rush Henrietta. And then finally, once again, we've got Aquinas at our number 10 spot, picking up another win, moving to two and four on the season. They beat Fairport 45 to 29. I was at that game for all of the first half and basically like the first play of the third quarter. Uh, You know, CJ Robinson got it done with some ridiculous numbers. He had um, four touchdowns. I believe he had over 300 yards. So he was, he was, you know, running the show for them. However, you know, this is a Fairport team that recently got shut out by Penfield uh, and they were able to put up 29 points on Aquinas, so there's still some things to work out for uh, the little Irish. But things are starting to move in their favor. They've got Rush Henrietta this week and Penfield, so two more games to try and figure out, uh, you know, exactly what they want to do. And certainly, as we've said, competitive enough to maybe go on a su- surprise run, but still uh, just with a two
1: and four record right now. And before we go to the small school Ravens, can we show some love to the Edison Tech inventors? Shout out to to Edison Tech, their first win since 2019. They got it done this Saturday. Yeah, you know we gotta get a little round of applause. But people listening in, uh, at home in the audio, we're clapping, we're showing love. They can hear. They can hear the applause. Hey, you right. You right. They you. got mics for a reason. <laughs> they uh they took down Nottingham out of the Syracuse uh, Syracuse area. 20 to 14 win. It was funny. I caught the first half. AJ caught the the most important part at the end. So, and and all parts of the game were theatrical. Um, Unique Jackson, he was our Player of the Week this year for Channel 8. You want to talk about stuff in the stat sheet? I mean, y'all ready for this one? We got. Hold on. You know, you got this. Um, Google Chrome stuff is moving slow these days. AJ, okay, here we go. So, 100 yard, 103 yards rushing on just 16 carries. Tumbled a, a return to fumble for 30 yards for a uh, touchdown. Caught an interception, eight tackles, and with one of those tackles, I didn't show it on air, but it happened right in front of me. And let's just say those were those ESPN hits that the NFL loved to show 10, 15 years ago. Okay, y'all. Yeah,
0: let, let's pop this in right now. Let's pop this in. Yeah. And the, the funny thing about that is, is that. There was a uh, hit right before that where you were scrolling through, like you were trying to show me this clip. uh, And we'll show this one right now. Just, (laughs) I I was like, well, I was impressed with that one. And then you showed me
1: the next one. It was even better. He he just had a field day. And uh, that was, you know, I saw him running the ball. And then, you know, obviously the hitting. And then you saw him in the fourth quarter show off another skill set and just talk about just how the inventors pulled off that win.
0: Yeah, so it, I got there with about five minutes left. It was twenty to fourteen. So Nottingham gets the ball back with like three-ish minutes, something like that. Uh, Unique Jackson comes up with the interception, goes on a, a pretty nice return. I think there was a penalty that put him back a little bit, but then um, so it seems like they've almost got this game won, almost gonna finally get their victory. They fumble the ball, ah, so now they got to go back on defense. Nottingham drives down. They get to the twelve-yard line with. Uh, I think there, there was 12-yard line with six seconds left. They had a false start penalty, which pushed them back to the 17. Um, incompletion only took off five seconds of the clock. They had one second left from the 17-yard line. This was the game on the line. Who else but Unique Jackson coming up with the game-winning deflection? Uh, we didn't even mention he also had the two-point conversion. So they scored 20 points. He was directly responsible for 14 of those points so unique jackson he was just a man on a mission he was not going to let his varsity season go down with an offer they got to win shout out to the inventors
1: man mad love to them also jermaine daniels jr got the pick six so he scored the other six points of the game uh once again it's always good to see um the inventors and just anybody get the first win of the year and you were there for the celebration how elated the kids were then just man it was it was fun for me to be there and record it and i'm sure it was even better for the kids experience it themselves
0: yeah crazy game there and i want to highlight one more crazy game that i went to uh churchville chile versus thomas 17 to 14 the rain started coming down this this game it was a little ugly for a while but it got crazy at the end um the, the highlight play and player of the game was brock osborne he had a pick six, a forty-nine yard pick six that gave the Saints a thirteen to six lead. It was his second of the game. Um, he had two in that game. He became Churchville, Child, as all-time interception leader. Um, but after they got up thirteen to six, um, it got a little rainy. Uh, we got a block punt going on. Um, Thomas recovered it into the red zone. A really great throw and catch um, to a touchdown as Levi Kulik connected with Michael Griffin that tied up with one twelve to go. Um, but then Churchfield Child, I worked their way down the field, saving ourselves from overtime, saving myself to be able to get back to the station. Um, it was Colin St. Lucia with a game winning field goal from 20 yards out. They drove down there. Um, Osborne was big. He connected on a fourth down uh, receiving from Chase Chapansky. And one more thing I want to say, um, I, I, I don't like to call out student sections, but know your place. This this was a Churchfield Child, student section. They called on Thomas to warm up the buses three times, one of which was when they were up 20 to 13 before they gave up the game tying score. And the other two times was when they were trying for the game winning score. You can't call on the other team to warm up the bus when you're not winning the game. You can't do that because at the same time you might be telling your own team to warm up the bus. Equal, both teams are in the same state of warming up the bus. You cannot call out to warm up the bus. You just can't do
1: it. When you told me that, I was like, that's a new one. I've heard a lot of, you know, student sections, you know, getting rowdy, trying to, you know, get into the game and make an impact in the best way they know how. But y'all not on the field calling the shots. And, and now, now, if God forbid, y'all lost that get, game. Coaches, players, parents looking at y'all like, so, um, y'all over here, Rick, uh, y'all, y'all jinxed it for us, huh? And, and you know, so when I heard that, I'm like, come on. But, you know, like the kids was excited. Apparently. It
0: was homecoming. They were, you know, big, rowdy crowd. You know, they were having a good time. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, when the DJ, you, you can't play, you know, we are the champions or whatever too late. Like, you got to be sure. And Churchville Childhood was so unsure because they were not winning the football game. They were not winning the football game. All right. We had to get that off our chest. Let's talk about some
1: small schools, Carl. So the small school rankings. And we have a new number one. Our first uh, uh, change at the top since we began these rankings with Batavia, Blue Devils. 6-0 at the top of our rankings this week. And by and large part, the main reason for that is our number one team, HFL, suffered uh, the first loss of the season to Monroe, who is now at number two. They're four and two on the season, but they're. Asterisk, four and asterisk. two. Uh, they had, had a uh, forfeit loss against um, Newark Marion earlier in the year. But AJ, you were at that game for majority of it. What happened?
0: I was at that game from start to finish and I was shocked. Monroe, um, you know, Monroe had had. You know, a good start to the season. We like their talents, of course. They got you know Styles, McKenzie, Baker. Uh, you know, um, Kaya Moses. Um, you know, they got a lot of talented guys. But you know, they lost 28-6 to Batavia. Um, you know, they they, they they only beat Livonia by four. Like we didn't know what to think. Wow, Monroe just played really strong in this game against HFL. Um, it was a tough game for Matt Meacham at uh, the quarterback position for HFL. He had four interceptions. Um, two of which were deflected passes um, one of which was a costly interception in the red zone another one was late in the game but I think the the real thing that I think shifted this game were two things Um, first of all the talent and the speed and the just the playmaking ability on the outside Um, we talked a lot about you know the HFL passing attack you know the receivers getting wide open you know it's always it's always easy to go with your dominant punch. Um, when 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 that gets stopped, you need a counter. Uh, HFL just it, it you know guys weren't running you know open. It became difficult for them to move the ball. You know the interceptions, of course. Uh, Monroe was running the ball really well in that game against HFL. Um, just you know the, the speed and the talent on the outside. And then, quite frankly, Monroe took advantage of their chances. HFL did not. As I mentioned, they had four interceptions. They also got stopped on a fourth and goal at the one. They tried a QB sneak. They didn't get it. So, um, you know, HFL left a lot of points on the table in this game. Monroe did not. Um, They they scored four touchdowns, 26-7. I might be missing one, but I honestly think they had four, you know, solid, steady, productive drives, and they got touchdowns on all four of them. So, in terms of yardage and whatnot, this game was, you know, it was a little Miami versus Buffalo-esque but Monroe cashed in when they needed to HFL did not, um, you know, they they play this game 10 times. I don't know who's going to win. It's probably, you know, a four out of six, you know, six it's, it's, these are tight teams, but Monroe, uh, you know, wins 26, seven. So they get the love in our rankings
1: here. 100%. We had talked about all season and I mean, still feel the same exact way how HFL has, you know, a complete offense, you know, be able to run the ball and throw it. However, like you said, though, if you got a you know a, a secondary or the athletes who can match you in that regard, your fastball they they throw a hundred one. But sometimes you know that 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 hitter can really he winds up and he's sitting on hundred one. So with with your off speed pitch, y'all y'all see how I did that? I don't even I'm not even a big baseball guy, and I pulled that out. Y'all like that? But sometimes you got to have a nice little breaking ball or sometimes else throw the hitter off and. HFL in that game, from what AJ um, alluded to, they weren't able to do so at least consistently. Consistently, I'm sure these teams will have the opportunity to meet up in the sectionals. But man, you want to talk about coming at the king and knocking them out? That's exactly what Monroe did.
0: Yeah, you know they they, they did get some things going. You know they got a um like a, a nice pass over the top, um in the second half. We also had a nice, um, a, a nice little screen pass that got them deep into territory, which turned into that um, interception. But I'm looking at the box scores right now um, from this game. Um, here, here are their, their running numbers. Um, Patrick Donahoe, their, their top running back, 11 carries, 20 yards. Uh, ben Cook, seven carries, 41 yards. So that's, you know, we, we we talk about Josh Allen being able to throw the ball, you know, you know, a hundred thousand times. You don't get a good running game to support your quarterback. Sometimes four interceptions is going to happen. So I'm really looking forward to seeing who, um, you know, how this shapes off in the playoffs. And we're going to talk more about this HFL Batavia game later. That's coming up. But, uh, yeah, Monroe, really impressive. Moving all the way up from eight to two just because they finally proved it, finally made a nice statement.
1: And another team who was dominant and state ranked and did not fall this week, OAE. Uh, took care of business once again, 48, 13, went of Calmom. Uh mom. It's every time we get back to the sports office and we see what scores they putting up. is uh, it's not even a surprise at this point. It's kind of like a, how much did they win by? They're up to second in the state right now. Uh, uh, that's, uh, this, some things just are best left unsaid and this OAE uh, continues to just do uh, OAE type things. Pinyan Dundee at five and oh uh, in our fifth ranked spot uh, took down Marcus Woodman 48, 16, um, they will have the opportunity, we'll talk about this a little bit later, to face uh, ERG. Um, and that's going to be a game I think is going to be very interesting with, once again, another game where both teams have taken advantage of their their good-on-good, good, I guess, aspects with their DBs and wide receivers being better than their counterparts. I think these two teams have a little bit of a equal in that regard. We'll get to that later, though. At number six, Leroy, uh, Attica 7, ERG 8. Once again, that'll probably shift a bunch depending on how these Uh, weekend's games turn out at number nine i mean alexander they're undefeated they got to be in the rankings right aj like they they, 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 you undefeated i wish i could put them up a little higher but unfortunately with class d and i don't know if they'll match up with some of those other teams but their resume is impressive nonetheless and then at number 10 i think it's undisputed tbe not tbe yet they ain't win it all but kenneth Kenneth steel greenwood we had questions about who's the top eight man team I don't think we got any questions anymore.
0: Yeah, Canisteo Greenwood. Um, you know, it was a one versus two, in eight man battle. Uh, they won thir- 36 to six over uh, Boulevard Richburg. So, no questions about that one. They are still number one in the state rankings. Uh, you know, Boulevard Richburg, even though they, they lost, they still only dropped to seven. So, right now, I guess they think Boulevard Richburg is still, um, you know, the best task or the best chance to knock them off. And the other team was was Pembroke, who's in that state top 10. Canister Greenwood already beat them 28-14. to 14. So, got to give some love to the eight-man squad. Canister Greenwood, still doing good things, um,
1: undefeated 6 half. And, a- and like like we talked about a little bit, just on both sides, I think, especially in this this um, small school rankings, these rankings will probably shift a, a lot this week, especially with some of the matches we have coming up. But I'm excited. We get into crush time, nitty-gritty, I believe we have – or two weeks left in the regular season. And uh, we'll see how that all shakes out. Yeah, I mean, this that
0: five through eight we've got right now Penny and Dundee, Leroy, Attica, ERG, um, you know, they're all playing, you know, up and down, wins, loss to each other. So um, a, a very nice mix of, of quality teams in there. Um, it'll be, a, you know, it'll be a fun ride down the stretch as we get into sectionals. But uh, speaking of sectionals, we already had some sectionals wrap up in uh, section five here. Girls tennis. I uh, don't get a lot of tennis coverage, but Carl got out there too. I believe it was Canadagua this uh, this Tuesday.
1: It was Canadagua, yeah. Uh, Brighton, the Brighton girls dynasty, uh, and I'm not being disrespectful when I say dynasty. They've won eight out of the last nine sectional titles uh, in Class A or A one, depending on the year. I, I mean, this this team is, is legit. <laughs> uh, they took down Victor and they won all three um singles matches and they won two out of the three doubles matches um layla tozen is a super sophomore there she hasn't lost a regular season match in her varsity career she started in seventh grade she's now a sophomore let me repeat that for y'all again she hasn't lost a regular season match in her varsity is this is unheard of she's won um four sectional titles three individual one doubles uh she's legit um we got I actually was able to go out and talk to this team uh Tuesday this will air uh, next week on uh, WROC you guys will love it she's an awesome person nice little story about how she got to this point as well but uh we don't do a lot of tennis coverage but it was cool to see you know, the girls competing and it was actually a tough uh doubles match i want to give some love to Elizabeth Norris and Olivia Rizzo uh they battled in a tie break to get the win over the Blue Devils uh and seeing them uh is so enthusiastic despite the fact, you know, they've won, you know, so many sectional titles in a row. I want to see how excited would they actually be now, You know, they're still treating it as if they've never been there before. So once again, shout out to the Bruins, eight out of nine sectional titles. That is nothing to sneeze at.
0: No, and I got out to some more uh, tennis coverage back in my Minnesota days. Tennis tennis is a fun watch to get to, you know, it's, it's mano a mano. I, I do love, I have a soft spot in my heart, you know, also, you know, because I was a golfer as well. The uh, the individual sports with the team aspect, um, it's just something different, you know, your swimmings, uh, you know, your wrestlings, just the one-on-one, everybody's eyes on um, you, but at the same time, you know, you're playing for your team, you've got your team cheering you on. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's the fun dynamic that I'm always a big fan of.
1: Oh, and she brought that up, and I, I've always had respect for people who are in the arena by themselves obviously with the team behind you, but it's you. Like, there's no one else helping you out. And she brought that up, how, like, that's that's what makes her and so in love with the game of tennis is because she said, if I mess up, it's my fault. I don't have anyone else to help me out. So, um, yeah, I love that dynamic as well. And to hear that from her mouth was uh, cool to hear as well.
0: Yeah, I, I can speak to that. That's why I kind of like playing singles of pickleball more than doubles, of course. Uh, anybody who's, who's talked to me, I'm a big pickleball guy. And, man, I, I was, you know, you get you get a doubles game where – Usually, I'm the youngest, the most athletic. Pickleball is an old man sport. Everybody hits it to the other person. I just got to watch them, you know, try and win or lose the points. So, singles so is a little more of our game. But uh, no, yeah. But shout outs to, uh, to the Brighton tennis squad um, for, for getting it done there. Um, and then before we, before we uh, get to our games of the week, just want to provide a little quick recap of kind of what's going on in, in soccer lately. Um, give some love to our Section 5 teams. Um emerging to the top of the state rankings because we got a lot right now. Um, start off with the boys side of things. Uh, you've got Fairport and McQuaid in the top 10 right now in the state. Um, Class A, it's, it's Wayne with a 13-0 record when the state rankings came out. Number four in the state. Wayne's going to still have to prove it um, in that sectional tournament because they've kind of had a weaker schedule, as we've touched on a little bit before. But Wayne is getting it done so far. Class B. Bishop Kearney rising to the top. They were at 12 in the last state rankings. They jumped all the way up to number three. Um, They've had some tough, uh, I believe they have played McQuaid. Uh, I think, I want to, I'm going to check this stat as I'm going through it right now, but I believe they've played McQuaid so far this season. And it has, actually, I might be thinking of Aquinas. You know what? I'm just going to keep rambling until I get to the Bishop Kearney schedule. And I can show you for certain whether or not they've played McQuaid. And you know what? They have not. So uh, ignore all of that rambling that I just went on. Uh, but Mc- Bishop Carney is, uh, is still doing really good things. It just beat East Rochester the other day, um, a powerful soccer school uh, traditionally. And then moving on to Class C, there's also, um, you know, the Avon Braves, 14-0, and number one in the state. So got to give some love to the Avon Braves. Um, next week, sectionals are going to start, so should uh, really be ramping up here on the soccer side of things, Carl.
1: Yeah, and, like, we haven't covered a lot of it this year. A lot of that is because the Bills don't want to play on Sundays at normal time. But um, uh, the, ramping up this time of year, sectional time, will be out there and, and giving the guys the, the love that they deserve.
0: Yeah, I mean, take a look. You know, Bishop Carney, they've scored 65 goals this year. They've given up five. If you didn't know, that's a lot to a little. Um, Avon Braves, they've, as this loads up, They've scored 58 goals. They've given up three. Um, so it's a lot of that. So we'll see how those teams get tested in the sectional tournament. Moving on to the girls soccer type of things. Uh, Schrader has now taken off the top spot in the, uh, the class AA rankings um, 10, two and two. Um, they did just, uh, I believe they just got tripped up or they, they played a tie to I think Churchfield child, something like that. Um, but, uh, but Schrader, you know, they got that win over Penfield as they slide down to the rankings. Um, in class A, it's Menden still unbeaten on the season um, at the five spot. Spencerport back in the top 10 at uh, number 10. And then class B, you've got um, what could be a, one of the the best matchups in the uh, the sectional tournament. Palmac at number two in the state at 11-1-1 and Bath at four in the state at 13-0. and So you want to talk about sectional championship games that might be a You know, box office, there's one right there. And then in class C, um, just the ridiculous thing is so in the top 13 of the state rankings, we've got six of them in class, uh, in section five. So apparently, class C is just going to be a bloodbath this year in the sectional tournament.
1: Uh, I guess the, how does it go? Are you going to take class C or the field for the state championship, (laughs) man? I know they're all going to like, you know, cancel each other out. But, man, that's an impressive showing. Shout-out to Section 5 uh, Class C for sure.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a a gauntlet. And whoever gets out of that Class C is certainly going to earn it and certainly going to be tough to stop come the state tournament time. So, finally, wrapping up here with our Games of the Week, we've got two big events on the high school football field this Friday. Carl, give us the A-1 showdown.
1: Penny and Dunney making a trip out to ERG, taking on East Rochester to uh, four, five and one ball club. Uh, five and zero with Payton Dundy. Like we, t- I saw ERG uh, for the first time this year. Take on uh, Mid Lakes. They still have those explosive guys, led by Manis Sepulveda. He actually didn't even show out in the game I saw. Um, Katerell Sneed. He he had a, a nice day on the ground. They they have guys on the perimeter who can get things done. But so does Pinyan Dundy, led by Carter Earl, their quarterback. Both teams, explosive offenses. Kenya and Dunny is has actually outscored their teams this year, their opponents 208 to 54. I don't think this game will be like that. No. But you get the gist of like how these teams have both been dominant thus far this season, and it'll be a, a fun one for sure Friday night. Yeah,
0: ERG picked up their only loss of the season in week two to Attica. Um, it was a bit of a slow start for the Bombers. You know, new quarterback, uh, four of their five offensive linemen got replaced. But they've kind of, you know, these last four games, they've really found their own. Um, not against the strongest competition. So we'll finally, um, you know, Mid Lakes was a quality win last week, but step up a notch against Peña and Dundee, so that'll be um, a great game for a lot of Class C implications. And then, of course, I'm going to take the Class B uh, heavyweight battle Batavia and HFL, um, you know Batavia six and zero, hFL five and one, rematch of the last two sectional championship games, each team getting one squad. And I want to just point out um one interesting thing because, Going into this conversation, I was ready to make this whole big point about, um, you know, obviously we've got this big top three in class B. You've got um, HFL, you've got Monroe, you've got Bishop Carney. But here's the thing, you know, we talk about, you know, this asterisk on Monroe's win and don't get me wrong, it is an asterisk because they did win that game, but they didn't get the win. Um, Wayne could end up above Monroe in the standings because of that. Right now, Wayne has uh is the third team based on the sectional points they're both four and two but just based on the quality of schedule um they're both at four and two i don't think that wayne or monroe are going to lose any of their final two games um unless something crazy happens but before i was going to be like oh man you really got to get that number one seed because you want to let hfl and monroe battle it out in the two three game monroe might find themselves all the way down in four so you just, I mean, you just got to be the team in front of you and see what the heck happens. But it's a little bit more complicated than you would think
1: going on paper. And you best believe those coaches and players are obviously going to play their hearts out this Friday. But you know they're thinking the same thing that you just said. They obviously, they're going to want to beat HFL this Friday. But they're also like, man, that's so unfair that the one seed might have to play who in round two? So 100%. Yeah, They they're human just like us for sure.
0: Yeah, which is, you know, we've we we talk, we've talked before, baseball stuff about, you know, doing these off of a, a ranking, a coach's poll, things like that. The, the, you know, the sectional points does a pretty darn good job most of the time. Forfeits kind of a toss of wrench into the thing. So there's a lot to still be figured out because it's all about the, the, the strength and the record of the teams you face and things like that. There's no point in projecting it right now. Um, it's almost even impossible to do it after all of the games have been played until they actually put out the ranking. So we're not going to get it out now, but just an, an interesting note for us as we move on through, um, you know, the final two weeks of the high school football regular season. Um, Carl, any last words for us
1: before we uh, hit the road here? No, uh, once again, shout out to the orange. Hopefully they get it done on Saturday and hope everyone has a safe and healthy weekend of high school sports. Um, that's always of, of the most importance when we out there competing.
0: Exactly, and we, got, uh, we got we got we got an NFL game to worry about the the Buffalo Bills playing. Uh, who do the who did the bill who do the Bills have this week, Carl? Thirteen seconds. Uh, I think uh, I think the Chiefs. I'm sorry, sneeze a little bit. Uh, yeah, Well, The thing about everybody forgets about thirteen seconds. They didn't even need all thirteen seconds. They only needed twelve. There were still two seconds on the clock when uh, they kicked that field goal. Nobody wants to remember that part too. But um, yeah. So maybe the, the bills will finally shut everybody up until of course they get to the playoffs and then to shut everybody else up again, because it really doesn't matter until you do this in January. Anyway, that'll do it for us on the high school huddle. It is time to break the high school huddle. Once again, we thank you for listening. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple podcasts. You can watch us on with a pretty video. You can also do the same thing on YouTube. The, the videos get posted there. So, uh, youtube rochester first spotify apple podcast if there's anywhere else to listen to your podcast that you don't find us on let us know let us know if you watch the show let us know if you hate the show all of the above give us some feedback but that'll do it for us for carl jones i am aj feldman thank you very much for joining us have a great weekend enjoy your high school football games your volleyball soccer all this good stuff and we'll see you next time